The Money Show. Shapeshifters. So what COVID did was drive South Africa's long overdue move to the internet. And we saw, uh, of course, the online retailers benefit hugely from the fact that there were lockdowns and stuff, despite the very best efforts um, of Ebram Patel, who then said, oh, no, 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 it's unfair. You can't sell stuff on the internet if you can't have shops selling stuff. Madness. Anyway, we went through the madness um, and we saw a huge surge in online shopping. Still, as a proportion of overall retail, online remains a very, very small part of South African retail, although it is considerably bigger than it was three years ago. Uh, toward the end of last year, Take A Lot appointed a new group chief executive. That person is Mamukhai Mahlare. Uh, previously worked for SAB Miller, for Unilever, for Coca-Cola, but you came to Take A Lot out of the agricultural industry out of sugar yes uh, what what made you move out of the, the the sugar industry and into online retail that's a huge leap <laughs> evening bruce i think first of all the um you know the sugar industry is obviously a more manufacturing mm. uh, and highly regulated industry and when you have the alternative of working in a more dynamic leading industry like uh, e-commerce, where you still have the opportunity to craft what the future of e-commerce looks like and how South Africa shops, um, I think that is a far more compelling and, and dynamic opportunity to be a part of. You've got no retail experience. Have you ever even worked in a shop? I mean, as a student or anything like that. I mean, what drew you into retail? Well, I think, you know, it's important that, you know, retail at the end of the day is about satisfying customer needs mm-hmm. and being able to have a very customer-centric mindset. And so with my background in, in marketing and commercial, that uh-huh. did prepare me for a role such as this. And, um, you know, I, I love uh, the customer. I love being able to be part of providing solutions um, to, to, to what South Africa needs or wants. Uh, what's the state of online retail? We saw that huge uptick and huge surge even um, in online demand, of course, as we had no choice. We couldn't go anywhere else and take a lot being the dominant provider. We saw a huge surge. Has it come off or has it been steadily and incrementally growing ever since that big bounce? Look, there, there's still vast opportunities for growth in, in the sector. As you said, it's only still uh, about 4% of total retail. So it's minute. It went from 2 to 4. It doubled. <laughs> But it went from two to four yes. percent. Yeah, and and so the the way we think about it is is more about the opportunity for growth that still remains there, and that it is up to us as 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 key players to develop and grow the adoption of e-commerce in in this country. So is it growing at the same rate as it was during COVID? Obviously not. But there is it is still growing, and there is still far more headroom. Um, for us to be able to continue growing for a number of years to come. Aren't the competition authorities a bit irritated with you? Aren't they sort of saying, hold on a second, but you're too big and you're too dominant? Yes, you started early. Yes, you're big. Yes, you are the biggest player. And there was an inquiry or is an inquiry or is going to be an inquiry? Yes, um, there is an inquiry um, into a whole lot of other digital markets, including e-commerce, which is where we play. And, um, and of course, we have a number of concerns about the inquiry and, and some of the findings that have come out of it. And one of the big things is around um, market definition. As we, as you know, in order to be able to make real findings about a, a, a market or a company, you have to be very clear about what market it's in. 
and um, and and they did their findings without conducting a robust uh, economic assessment of of the market and how to define it and therefore the findings are based on uh, what is a flawed assessment of what the market is as defined by themselves and I think that is what is what is concerning for us with with that and more importantly not just for uh, for us as a player but really for the evolution of this e-commerce industry which is still as we said still very nascent and so I think we do have to be um, quite careful about the regulations that we bring to bear in terms of how they're going to enable the, the agenda and the objectives of really building a digital economy. Do you think they've got the, 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 the knives are out for you in terms of um, being the big gorilla in a, a play in a, in a growing environment? I think, you know, it did raise uh, interest. Um, and I guess it, it did put, um, you know, e-commerce now on the radar at a time when it hadn't been considered. Um, and so I don't know that it is necessarily the knives directed at a specific firm, but really the intent to understand how do we regulate this thing um, and how do we enable competition to continue to thrive as this whole sector evolves. And I think those intentions um, are, are positive, but how it's being conducted is going to result in some um, you know, mm. unintended consequences. Um, lots of rumours that uh, Amazon is coming to South Africa next year, whether it comes to South Africa next year, the year after, or the year after that, I don't think makes a difference. It's clearly got to come, mm. and it's going to come via South Africa. That seems the most logical entry point. It's the uh, one of the biggest and most vibrant economies in sub-Saharan Africa. It's a logical entry point. How are you bracing for that? It's either collaboration or war. Mm. Um, <laughs> What's it going to be? Well, I think, you know, that example of Amazon coming into the market, first of all, is a testament to the size of the opportunity that is still available in South Africa, because it clearly indicates that they see the scale of the opportunity. And it's a great compliment to take a lot and the people that have built this business to where it is today and our customers in South Africa that have supported that growth, because it demonstrates that we have build something that has built an, an investment case good enough to, for uh, global companies like Amazon to But, but, to but as far as Naspers, which is your controlling shareholder, is mm. concerned, they're not getting the growth out of take a lot that they are getting out of any business in faster-growing economies, whether those in, in China, businesses are struggling a bit, but they're getting better growth out of those markets, better growth out of India, better growth out of Brazil, better growth out of many, many markets. Are they satisfied um, with sticking by take a lot uh, and to to fight a, a a digital war against the biggest company, biggest retail business in the world, which is Amazon. Well, absolutely. I mean, they, they've invested in this business for the long term, and they have a long term view in terms of um, of the investment and the size of the opportunity as well. And I think if you would look at the results um, relative to what they're experiencing in the market, you'd actually see it's the other way around, that we are actually delivering quite strong growth relatively. I'm holding my fingers together very close together, my thumb and my forefinger, and it's, I'm saying, but you're, you're tiny. Um, you're not Tencent. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, it's the scale yes. of the business that is different, but the growth, we're far leading in terms of the growth of the business. And obviously... You know, I, th I think when you think Tencent, it's also been a, a business that's been um, in play for 
a number of decades now. So mm. I think it's it's about what stage of the life cycle that the bu- different businesses are in. At what point does Take A Lot go north of South Africa's borders? Surely the opportunity exists. And I know logistically it's complicated, mm. but at what point do you start capitalizing on the Africa opportunity beyond South Africa mm. for Take A Lot? Mm. I think it's important that we first establish a very strong base here in South Africa. And as we as, as we mentioned, that there is still such massive headroom in terms of, of growth opportunity. I mean, when you think of other emerging markets, they, their share of, uh, of e-commerce share of retail is in the 20th uh, percentage. So we're at 4%. So by the time we get to 20%, there's still a lot of headroom to go. But obviously, somewhere in that journey, uh, based on um, the strength of the base of the of the local business, then we'll be able to uh, assess and we'll continue to assess uh, the appropriateness of, of, of the expansion into other markets. Um, Off the top of your head, mm-hmm. it's a bit of an unfair question, but let's ask it anyway. What is the most sold thing on Take A Lot today? <laughs> today it is uh, an air fryer. What was it yesterday? Air fryer. What was the day before? Air fryer. What is the most, what, <laughs> what is our obsession with air fryers? My wife, who does not care about these things, was saying she's beginning to feel a little bit left out because she doesn't have an air fryer. Yeah. I fear there may be one in our household fairly soon. But what is yes. it? It's just this weird trend that has taken the country by storm. Yeah. It is one that also just speaks to you know products that provide a solution. So with an air fryer, you put your food in it. You put it a timer, and then you can go away and go do other things. And then when it's done cooking, it's done cooking. It won't continue cooking and burn your food. So I think, you know, that that may be like there's a functional reason why it is um, actually such a popular item. But I agree. I also felt left out. At one stage, it was gym equipment. And I think in lockdown, it was gym equipment. People wanted gym equipment, and they were ordering tons of stuff to put in the garage, which is sitting now probably under six inches of dust. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's that sort of stuff. Um, But the air fryer is the most popular thing on takealot.com. Any questions that you might have for Mamokai Motlare this evening, Group Chief Executive at Takealot? We are getting a a lovely insight into the business of Takealot, but I also wanted to prod and probe just a little bit to learn a bit more about Mamokai this evening. That's coming up in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Tonight's shapeshifter didn't quite call me a Luddite, but she might as well. Um, am I rare that I do very little shopping online? I, was, I needed some milk the other day and I went, I can just go to the shop, but I can just get somebody on a motorbike to deliver it. No, so I went to the shop. Um, and I probably wasted an hour of my life that I'll never get back. The online shopping revolution is, but it's, it's taken an awfully long time to take hold. In South Africa, because of people like me, mm. and I think that's that needs to to change. <laughs> and I think it's um, like all new things; it's mm. important to to try it. And when you experience the pure effortlessness and the joy of actually being able to have hours of your life back, you'll understand the value of it. As long as you're not being told, be there for a window between this time and this time, and wait. Because if you're not there, you're not gonna, your stuff's not going to be on the doorstep when you get back. Mm, um, mm, you know, yeah. and, and have you got the delivery stuff sorted out? Because delivery has been the bane of the existence, I think, of everybody mm-hmm. in online shopping in South Africa. We just not, don't have that rely. We haven't had that reliability. It is actually one of our, our great strengths and, and one of the areas where we're always uh, focusing on improving in terms of exactly what you're talking about. So reliability is, a, is, is critical towards making sure that customers have a positive experience. And so 
with us, I believe if you go onto our app and buy an air fryer or something else, um, maybe yeah. maybe some gym equipment. Um, what you, are you, you saying? Are <laughs> <laughs> maybe balance it out, air fryer and gym equipment. There we go, balanced diet, sorted so, out. Now listen, so, talk, talk mm, to me about you. Where did mm, you grow up? Where, where, did, where, where were you born? What did mum and dad do? That sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I was born in a place called Jenfis, which is uh, in Limpopo, Kukuniland. So mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I went to a local school there. And um, I... Uh, you know, only after I matriculated did I have the opportunity to go study at WITS. Um, and I studied chemical engineering. How on earth did you come to the idea that chemical engineering was a good idea? I mean, were you great at science at school? Did you have a, a mentor who pushed you in that direction? How did you choose? Uh, interesting story. I mean, I think as you can imagine, growing up in rural South Africa yeah. at the time of Bantu education, sure. You know, um, any career guidance was based on what you're able to access from libraries mm-hmm. and, 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 and reading. And so, um, you know, I was great at maths and science and I really enjoyed it. And so, you know, you either did medicine or you go do something scientific. And um, I, I really uh, started reading about chemical engineering. And I, and I, I thought this sounds like a great uh, kind of um, career to go into because some of the description of that, you know, it doesn't limit you in terms of what you can do with the qualification afterwards, but rather opens up a lot more options for careers, how which is you, what I How have you used it. chemical engineering in your career? Um, executive positions at SAB Miller, yes, there are chemicals involved there, and Unilever, yes, you make soap and stuff, fine. Coca-Cola, it's sugar, um, <laughs> and caramel, yeah. Yeah. and other secrets. I mean, have you used the chemical engineering degree, or does it simply just expand your mind to a point where you were open to anything? Well, one, it is about expanding the mind, but the primary benefit of a strong engineering degree is about problem solving. Ah, That's fundamentally your greatest uh, benefit and also dealing with complexity um, and also getting comfortable in spaces where you have no, no prior knowledge of it. So that exploration, that, um, that ability to research and learn um, that's what engineering f- did for me and the, how I have used um, that, th- that preparation. As you can see, my career has been driven by that curiosity, that exploration, that driving for problem solving. Systems and processes Absolutely. and making them work better. I get, I get the connection. Yes. I get the connection. Do and you, sustainably so. Do you read mm. much? I read, yeah, quite a lot. What are you reading at the moment? At the moment, I'm reading a business book which says winning... Um, on purpose by Fred, who is the, the guy that invented um, the net promoter score. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm reading now. It's just brand new, page one. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't ask you about it because you've neatly managed to dodge that particular <laughs> bullet. But do you read business books generally? Yes, I do. Um, and do you I, go to a bookshop and browse bookshelves or do you order them all on Take-A-Lot? I order them all on Take-A-Lot. So how do you know they even exist in this morass of books or do you wait for the algorithm to recommend them to you? Well, you, you can get them uh, through that way. But also, you know, I read newspapers. I engage with a lot of uh, my friends that are also in business. And, you know, and, and that's how you, you get to find about them. Also... Um, I have the privilege of studying at the Harvard Business School. And ah. so 
there are, you know, those news feeds that also continue to come my way. Um, Was that a good experience? Basis. I mean, so many people go and spend, go and do these executive courses. They go for a month, they go for three months. They just go and connect with the world. And I know, um, of course, Becker, you know, chairman of, of, of NASPAS for a while, um, is very much an advocate of blowing your own mind. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Harvard Business School was an incredible experience. Um, I think, you know, it's one of those rare opportunities where you get to work and learn with some of the the best minds um, in, in the world. And even your your colleagues in the, in the cohorts have done incredible things because mm-hmm. you've got people that uh, have built businesses and sold them for millions of dollars. You've got businesses that are shaping policy. You've got, you know, uh, individuals that are really driving, um, you know, change and uh, leading edge stuff. In, um, and so it really is um, an, an inspiring environment and uh, creates the belief that, you know, you can run the world. Isn't that, it's so empowering. And um, I forget who it was. It's one of the CEOs of one of the tech companies. Just went, actually, it doesn't matter what you go there to learn. It's the connections um, and it's the classmates and it's the yes. groups of people that connect in those places that is actually the most powerful tool as a result of those Ivy League schools. Yeah, it expands your world about what is possible and your ambition to actually go forth and make things happen. So it's it's actually, um, I think that's the more empowering part, that if it doesn't exist, you can be part of making it happen. How frustrated are you by the state of South Africa at the moment? I think the state of South Africa <laughs> requires um, all of us to actually um, start engaging with the issues uh, around how do we become part of the solution. That sounds um, like a politician's you know. answer, though. That's the, no, way it's politi- a, that's the way the politician cops out to say, no, it's not me, I can't do anything about it. It's up to all of us. Then why the, do we pay your salary? Yeah. Um, yes. It's the opposite. I, I think actually we should get more involved. Okay. And I think in every way, we have opportunity to be impacting parts of the solution. Could we solve... Could one person solve all of the problems? No. no. But when I think about it, it's like, think about just the, um, you know, the SME enablement. So one of the things that I really am excited about in terms of the Take-A-Lot um, mm. operating model is that in our platform, you have a number of SMEs that are enabled to be able to, to sell their products onto our platform. And what that has done is that they've gone from being less than 100 four years ago to now being over 7,700 SMEs on our platform. And they are growing uh, their businesses. And that's one contribution that a business yeah. like Take-A-Lot well, makes towards the, the, the economy. It, and that's it, part of solving South Africa's reality. But it's not even the economy, because the economy is big and it's, it's, you know, it's impossible. But if you can change the, the futures of, let's say, a thousand of those 7,000 do well on mm. the platform. Mm. You've fundamentally altered the trajectory of a thousand businesses in the country. That's yeah. big. Yeah, more than that. Because when we looked at um, the, the impact over of the ecosystem, that ecosystem, including those sellers that op- take a lot operates, generated 33,000 jobs yeah. by the time it was 2021. Mm. So when you think about 
you know, the multiply effect of really growing a business like Take-A-Lot is that it has all of that impact in terms of jobs, in terms of businesses, and in terms of even contribution to the fiscus. When I, when I, I, I do a talk and I've got a great quote from Katleho Mapai, the founder of Yoko, and he says, we thought we were solving a technology problem when they created mm. Yoko. We were actually mm. solving an accessibility problem. Uh, absolutely. And it's, uh, is, it's about market access. It's about access to the internet. It's about access to payment systems. It's about being part of a 21st century economy rather than sort of sitting, sort of counting 10 cent coins yes, and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's time consuming. It's cluttered. It's, it's, it's a waste of time. So does, is that what gets you up in the morning? Yeah, I think what gets me up in the morning is understanding the impact of uh, what Take A Lot Service does. Because today we deliver to almost every part of South Africa in deep rural as well as um, in, 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 in the suburbs. So from Constantia to Santon, all the way to uh, Jane Furs, all the way to, uh, to, to all those... Um, rural areas that were hitherto underserved from, uh, from a retail point of view. So the fact that we can be part of democratizing access to retail, quality retail products, I think is a powerful thing. You're the first person I've ever met from Jane Furs. Yes. <laughs> uh, Momokai, thank you so much.